Welcome to episode 193 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Welcome back. Um, we got to get into football. Trade deadline is today as we are recording. Um, so we may miss the last few trades of the day, but uh, it is today. There's been some recent trades, but we need to get into some of the um, play of some of the legendary... There's a lot of suspect play in the NFL in general right now. There is. There is. Uh, Where do you want to start? Ooh. Let's start with the Packers. Yeah. What what an expected embarrassment uh, on Sunday night. Yes. Yes, definitely. This, This game sucked, to be honest. Um, it did. It was hard to watch. For me, it was at least very hard to watch. You know, they're expected to be active in the trade deadline, but I'm not sure if, unless they're looking for a new quarterback, I'm not sure how much the trade deadline is going to help them. Dude, they're they're a complete mess. I watched them blow the lead a couple weeks ago to the Commanders. Yeah, I mean that's that in it. That in itself is an embarrassment. Even though, shout out to the Commanders, they just got back to five hundred. Like they're playing better. Yeah, but man, the Packers are like inept. They are, and uh, obviously, the Bills were supposed to beat them, but the Packers just look bad, and they've looked bad pretty much all season. Even in some of their wins, they've looked really bad. I know. I just I like it's it's so all around too. That's what's shocking because yeah. I guess the only positive is Aaron Jones is still looks pretty good. Yeah, but they'll have weeks where he barely touches the ball, right? And I'm right. like, yo, like this this is this should not be a team that's playing through Aaron Rodgers because he's playing horrible. He, so the the narrative around that is that you know the. Receivers are inexperienced. They're young. Is there a, a point where the responsibility falls on Rodgers to not throw to inexperienced receivers as if they're Odell Beckham and Randy Moss? Like, is is there are these throwing <clears throat> tough catches that yeah, some receivers in the league could catch, but yeah, he knows they're inexperienced more than we do, so. Why does he throw like you? You know what I'm saying? He's throwing like highlight catches to these guys. Like they would be highlight catches if they caught him. But they're barely getting like involved in the game, right? And that's what's bizarre. Yeah. It's like your your reliable guys. Lazard without Adams looks horrible. Yep. Uh, who's the guy? Cobb. They got back. He's been average. Yeah, I, I never thought he was very good. Yeah, he was just someone that. Rodgers targeted a lot, yeah. Right, I think he's played with him before for a couple years. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you knew coming into the year everybody else was super young or a rookie. Yeah. I mean, like, Dobbs making mistakes, uh, Romeo Dobbs, I think, him, mm-hmm. like, dropping pass. Bro, Travis Kelsey dropped a game-winning touchdown several weeks ago. Yeah. It Yo, happens. Mahomes didn't go to the post game like man, you know, guys got to step up, right? 
That's, that's what bothers me. It's like Green Bay, the more weeks go by, the the more we realize that they're just not good. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I said in this season, I'm totally okay with the Vikings finally taking over, which yeah, they are. Yeah, they are big time. And then making even better moves. But now, now Aaron's like throwing the organization under the bus. Like they haven't, Again. this is like the fourth year they haven't really gotten you a weapon. Yeah, and this is the fourth year he's thrown them under the bus. Bro, you know, Devontae's the only weapon you really lost, and when Devontae was playing, you were an MVP. Right. Without him, you look like a bottom 10 quarterback. Right. That, that's what's shocking to me. Like, before, and Adams would be hurt all the time before, so we'd still mm-hmm. see Rodgers without him, and he'd play great. Yeah. And that's gone. Yeah, it looks. It appears to be gone. Hopefully, you know, it'll come back at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know where where Green Bay goes from here. If um, if he does choose for this to be like his last season, or mm-hmm. you know, winding down to his last seasons, I've heard I've read some things saying it might be his last season. But if it's close to his last season, I don't know. They have to start looking for another quarterback. Or at least a quarterback that matches the young. They already missed yeah. with one. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I just, I, I don't know about. He definitely Green has Bay. more in the tank. He definitely has more in the tank. I think. Yeah, I, I believe that. It's this just crazy to might me. Be a wash. The fall off is insane. It is, and it's funny. You look around the league, and some of these guys are really good without. A um, Adams level threat on their team, level weapon on their team, and then you just think, man, if they did have one, they'd be even better. Uh, this is one of the rare times you get to see it the other way around. You know, they're yeah. elite when they have the weapon, and now without it, they look really, really bad. So, I know Mahomes looks fine without Tyreek. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, but, Herbert's uh, been missing. Keenan Allen's played, like, opening week, and that's it. Right. And he's been fine. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't have to be... And, and Herbert's had bad games. If you're losing to the Bills, no problem. Mm-hmm. Blowing a lead to the Commanders? That's the disaster. Yeah. Well, and you blew a lead to the Giants the week prior? Yeah. In front of in front of the whole Europe, in front of all of Europe, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. tough, man. They look bad. Their future looks bad. That's that's the worst part. And and that's where I was getting at. Their future doesn't look the best at the moment. And you need they almost need someone that is a real leader for these younger guys, and not just someone who's just going to ridicule them every time they make a mistake. You know, it's a big difference. Yeah. Leadership. Um, you know, leadership is more than just calling people out and, uh, you know, just yelling at people and holding them accountable. But you also have to teach at some point, And I haven't really seen uh, much of that from Rodgers, at least so far. I don't know if he's that kind of leader for the team, yeah. especially with young guys. You're going to need that eventually. So um, maybe the time to make that move or at least maybe someone. 
more in their peer group to bring them up because I think we've noticed a lot in the league so far that when you have an older quarterback and a younger or of weapons, it's not really meshing as well as uh, you know when guys grow together in the league, like yeah. um, like a Kansas City situation or <clears throat> um, Buffalo situation. Yeah, uh, it's tough though because. Like, I, I kind of want them to get Odell just because I hate that it's the narrative is that, like, Green Bay sucks. That Aaron is struggling because Green Bay sucks. Because to me, bad quarterback play is bad quarterback play no matter who's out there. Yeah. And Rodgers has not played well, flat out. I want better for Odell, but I, I completely understand. Yeah. I, yeah. Rodgers <laughs> right. needs to be held. He needs to be held accountable for his play as well. But I definitely want Odell to be <laughs> I want Odell to be successful wherever he goes. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch yeah, Odell I, play well. I don't know if it's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh okay, let's move down south to Tampa Bay. Same record. Dude, I watched the Panthers game. Yeah. The Panthers are starting uh, P.J. Walker. Yeah. I'm not a big college football guy. I had no fucking clue who he was. Mm-hmm. And he played he played about as well as, like, Mac Jones did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he read the plays well. He executed well. Every time the first option was open, he made a good throw. And then after getting hot, he made a couple of, like, really nice deep throws. Kind of like yeah. how Cooper Rush played until they lost. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Tampa Bay gave up after Mike Evans dropped the touchdown. They did. Now, yeah. now again, it was a horrible drop. It was horrible. Really but it's the same thing with Aaron. Like, like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like Brady, guys have dropped passes from you before. Mm-hmm. That's at worst. We're chewing him out on the sideline, and we're back at it. Yeah, he he really made it almost like a. All right, he dropped that. I'm I'm afraid to throw any bad pass for the rest of the night, or like any risky pass for the rest of the night. And and I only like really watched the first half because the game was over. Tampa Bay was completely yeah. lifeless, like missing easy tackles, uh, coverage is being blown all the time. Giving yep. up runs, they but when they're getting the ball, they can't run, they can't complete a pass, they can't beat anybody. It was just horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Panthers were like at that point, it was a pretty locked in deal that McCaffrey was being moved. Yeah, essentially saying like we're resetting, we're building a new roster. Yep, and they they destroyed the goat. Who, again, like in the past, the Saints have dogged him since coming to Tampa Bay a lot. Yeah. He's he's losing his mind. He's yelling at assistants, yelling at teammates. He's breaking tablets. Yeah. A lot of fire. That's what bothered me about this game. It's like it was okay to be awful. Mm -hmm. At least least he's, unlike Rodgers, he embraced his teammates after and He's been talking about how they want to figure it out and you know, get right together, which Aaron hasn't done, but Tampa right. Bay at least has hope. 
they have hope and and just like we just mentioned the biggest difference is leadership i mean you, you can see the tampa bay leadership even when tom isn't playing well or the rest of the team isn't playing well you see something in that game particularly it it wasn't all there but in the next game even though they just really got outplayed by arguably a better team um you could see you could see Tom's leadership definitely stand out. I think that kept them yeah. in the game. Yeah. The Steelers' um, loss, I think, before the Panthers' game was even worse. Because mm-hmm. that was like, like Kenny Pickett, I really outplayed him. That was the game Evans was suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad game. Really bad game. Um. <laughs> Again, same record. <laughs> Let's go to Denver. Oh, God. <laughs> the floor is yours. You got it. Mr. Unlimited himself. Yeah, good Good for them coming off a win. Yeah. Uh, what is the Jaguars? I mean. Yeah, the Jaguars have folded for, after like four weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, they, they fooled a couple people the first like three, four weeks, but... Uh, once the yeah, Eagles, terrible. once the Eagles handled them, it was a wrap. Yeah, this, this is worse to me than than Rodgers and Brady by a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, and I hate, I hate, like their coach sucks. I, I understand, but again, the coach doesn't decide whether the quarterback does dumb shit on the field. Right. That's that's my prop. That's what's disgusting about the Broncos, especially when it's like uh, ad lib stuff, like freestyle stuff, which is supposed like, not to like be what you're was good bad. at. Exactly. It's not like the play was bad. It was what you did with the play that was bad, dude. Like it's honestly, there's been several times, and that Thursday night, their last primetime game. Mm-hmm. Against Matt Ryan, who who has since lost his job. Yes. <laughs> Which that game, that game, Matt Ryan versus uh, Russell Wilson was mm-hmm. the most combined worst like quarterback performance I've ever seen. The the sheer like it's not only are you you're seeing throws and you're just missing them. What you're seeing yeah. is a bad idea. Exactly. That's what that Thursday game, like Matt Ryan, who's been in the league forever, who's been an MVP. Yeah. Who was on his, who was from one blown lead away from a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Who's been top five in yards basically his every year. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, he kept missing throws and they're showing it on the replay. And the guy is not even open. Right. Like, you're not even missing an open target. This was a horrible throw. We talking about Wilson or Ryan right now? Ryan right now. Be, I was about to say, <laughs> but yeah, I got you. But Ryan, like, Ryan, as the game progressed, started, like, simplifying everything. Yeah. Which, He's you know, typical wash quarterback games. It was all the screens. It was the little five-yard slants, yeah. side, like a couple sideline passes that aren't too risky. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, we get Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. Like, has no self-awareness at all. None at all. Russ. None at all. You have the most infamous interception in Super Bowl history. You throw away a, a, a second straight Super Bowl. Like, you just yeah. throw it away. You, Pete Carroll just now has recovered his reputation. Mm-hmm. Like, we questioned for like half a decade if Pete Carroll was a decent coach after that. Yeah, that wouldn't play. Meanwhile, this yeah. guy is, is, is honestly dog shit in the red zone. Yeah. Like, that's, that's one of the biggest things. We paid you all this money, and when the defense is at its best, when it's hardest to, to produce, you're the worst. Why did you choose Denver, by the way? Do we know? Does anyone know? Assuming they're one of the few teams willing to pay him that gigantic contract. Okay, yeah. So There's no way Cleveland... There's no way, hypothetically, if Deshaun hadn't decided to go to Cleveland, they're giving Russ 250. Right. Deshaun, like, Deshaun, we saw it on the field, so I get it. Mm-hmm. With Russ, he hasn't been great in like four years. Which, when he was great, he he really was. Yeah, but it was years ago. And now, like their coach sucks, their run game kind of sucks. Which in the past it's been good. Their defense mm-hmm. was great, and you still like you can't give me anything. They kept losing one point games, like a field goal game, one possession game, overtime game. Russ. Like, it's you throwing the game away. Right. To me, their coach only cost them opening night. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, every other loss has been Russ playing completely inept. Yep. It's, again, it's just like you're seeing guys that are double covered and you're throwing inaccurately. Like, why are you even throwing the ball over there? Yeah. Guy who's been in the league so long. Yep. It's bad with Denver, man. I'll say off now that we're kind of at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. I was really, and a lot of people were, but I was really wrong that Kansas City's division was going to be like OD difficult. I know, yeah. They all really fell off. They fell off so bad. I mean, the Ra- what just happened with the Raiders is just. I don't even want to talk about that. Major disappointment. Herbert this year, I mean, Herbert has looked okay, but... He's been hurt. Yeah, yeah, he's been hurt, and it just... The games he's played in, it just doesn't seem like he is a... Maybe he's not at the step where he can, like, win games for the team. Like, he can play really well, but winning games for the team maybe isn't his thing yet. Um, At least, not now, because the league is pretty competitive, but... Yeah, um, Raiders falling off, and Raiders are Rosen. like. I thought I thought Denver was by far the worst situation after like five games. Yeah, the Raiders are like skyrocketing to take that top spot. Me, I mean, we both thought really highly of the Raiders this season coming in, and they just have been disgusting. So Horrible. it's been easy for Kansas City, and they're not even playing that great every game so 
And it, they're I've, they're like the clear cut out of that division. Oh. I'd fire Josh McDaniels for uh, Devonte having one catch. I would too, to be honest. That's just uh, we've already had a m- numerous games with like three or four, which yeah. is already bad. You like? Can he get a fucking screen pass, please? Nope. Like, what the fuck, dude? I watched Miami, and Miami, before even really playing the game, is like, Tyreek, we're getting you like 50 yards off rip. Yeah. Before anything is even really like, before we commit to the run, before Tua starts to really dictate where we're going with the ball, Tyreek, let's get you like three screens off rip. Yep. I mean, every good weapon in the league gets easy like, high-percentage plays just to do something. Yeah. Except except Devontae Adams. Like, yeah. what? You know what's kind of weird about the league right now? It's competitive, but it's, beca- it's competitive because people are bad. Not because, like, everyone's really good. Yeah. That's <laughs> been the weird, weird disappointment, is the teams are so evenly matched up that they make each other look bad. <laughs> like the AFC South is disgustingly bad. The Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, and they've been competitive. I Maybe mean, not the Texans. But the other, yeah. like the Colts those games. Uh, the Titans are battling. They're kind of picking it up a little bit. Yeah. There's a good chance uh, they'll win the division and go to the playoffs. Right. The NFC South, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. I mean, it's Buccaneers are the best team right there, now. but yeah, the Buccaneers are the best team, but they're not playing the best, so they've all been pretty bad. Mariota has actually had a really good season um, for his standards, so shout out to him. NFC West, Cardinals, the Rams, 49ers, and uh, Seahawks. Um, 49ers should rise above there, but I don't know if they get healthy. Yeah, and, and none of, nobody's playing that great there either. No, that's another division that's been a huge. Di- I mean, it's really, uh, really the Rams so trash. The Cardinals too. The Cardinals but like to me. The Cardinals just like they don't, they don't know how to win. Right. Like, they've been capable of keeping up with some of the teams they've played. Yeah, they just have had really bad losses. And to go down, they've went down early, like, every game. Like, I think they had, like, the most first halves down two touchdowns in the league or something like that. I heard that stat. I mean, what do you do with that? How do you have a successful season doing that every game? Going down two touchdowns every first half. And Hopkins, it looks really good since coming back. Yeah, he, he's the, two games back? or Yeah, yeah this, two games? he just played his second game. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but they've just, they've lost all the games where it's like a good benchmark test for if you're really among the NFC, like, elite. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, losing balls. a close game to Kirk Cousins means you're not—you're definitively not better than the Vikings, right? 
you lost a close game to the Eagles that kind of showed that you're definitively not as good as them. Mm-hmm. I don't know about their schedule the rest of the way, but they gotta they gotta have a couple signature wins if they're gonna even be taken seriously. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Um, any positives to throw out there? All right, apology has to be issued. I was I was ruthlessly critical of your New York football giants. Um, and they have continued to win games. And Dable looks like a better and better coach the more I see them. He does. He, I mean, he, he has pretty but, good. And, and Daniel Jones only fixed one problem. He's just stronger with the ball. Yeah. Big thing I coach guards in, in basketball. Like, mm-hmm. not f- like taking a sack versus giving up the possession. Mm-hmm. Is night and day because you, you look at their games and it's because a lot of them are close and low scoring. It's all about field position. Yeah. And when you're not turning the ball over, now you're now you're uh, often tied instead of down a touchdown late in the game. Mm-hmm. And when you're down a touchdown, Daniel Jones has no chance. But when you're yeah. tied or when you're down one to three, now, now you got flexibility to make plays. They're getting more and more creative with Jones as an athlete. Finally, I mean, yep. I've been waiting like three years for that. Yep. And their defense is playing great. They just—they look really good, man. They—they they look like they're going to be a tough out, regardless of who their matchup is. Well, he's emerging as one of the best game managers in the league, um, at least with the team he has. Yeah. Uh, and then coming up, we got the Texans, the Lions, Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders again. I mean, we're looking at a really nice record, most likely. I mean, yeah, Texans if, if Cow- they, they there's the a realistic scenario where they could win the division. Yeah, they could have a top three record in the league, very realistically too. Yeah. Um, those two, those cow, that Cowboy and Philly game is is going to essentially tell us if they're an NFC threat or not. Yeah, if Philly is healthy, then they're not going to beat Philly. But getting those two Commanders wins, the Colts win, and the Texans win is is you big. At Thirteen wins, thirteen and four. I mean, it sucks that you can't get the division because Philly will probably be like fifteen and two. Right. And we don't but know what that is. How Dallas to, plays to come off to come off of like multiple inept coaching runs. Yeah, they have three straight two year coaches that were trash. Yeah, to win yeah. to win is double digit yeah. games is is incredible, and to be one of the most competitive teams in the league, it, incredible. Yeah. And to do it without, like, it's not, again, Daniel Jones is not significantly better than what he was. You're winning right. with, with the tools you have. Yep. Coach of the year so far to me. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, what else we got? We got, um, you want to talk about the trades or you want to save that till we get all of the trades next time? Yeah, we could save it because we'll see another week of how some of them fit in. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd like to see a 49er game and a, and a Ravens game to see really how the, the additions stack up. McCaffrey's looked good so far. Uh, what did they just know, play? He, they played the Rams. Hmm. Not, not, yeah. not too good of a test for me. Right. Yeah. Well, We'll see what happens. Let me look at their record uh, moving forward. I mean, their schedule. The thing is with the Niners, they just need to get in. Mm-hmm. The Niners, to me, I don't care where. They could be the last seed, and, and I they'd be just as legitimate of a threat as anybody else in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. I they're, agree. They're dangerous, man. I, I would hate for, like, Philly to end up playing them uh, first round because that would be – that would be a tough-ass matchup. They have a lot of explosive weapons that just any given, you know, any given Sunday can go yeah. crazy. And then yeah. sometimes they'll just, like, they'll be more physical at every position. Yep. It's so right. It doesn't happen every game because uh, who did they get blown out by a week or two ago? Is it Arizona, I think? Kansas City. Kansas City kind of, like, just moved up and down easily. But, like, the Panthers couldn't do anything. Right. Uh, the Rams really couldn't do anything. Yep. So, Either game. 49ers are going to be a huge wild card up until the rest of the year, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, basketball news? Let's get into it. Steve Nash is out of here. He's finally agreed to part ways from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, no surprise here, right? No. Uh, the only the the conversation for the past since opening night has been like, how many games will it take? Yeah. It was never whether he keeps his job or not. It was already how many games will it take? Right. Yeah. Yep, he's been on the hot seat basically since he got the job. And then uh, definitely with this summer's situation, Durant's saga this summer, Kyrie's issues this summer, um, this, this season has been set up for failure for Nash either way. I don't think Nash is inept as a coach like throughout the whole league, but coming in and coaching this kind of team this early, Having never coached before is just tough for anybody. But yeah, for a first year coach is is just not it. Especially when when you don't use like I I don't see any of Nash's basketball IQ in his coaching. And I, I think that's a skill you have to gain over time as a coach to bring what your knowledge to what the team does. Yeah, I know it took it's not Jason easy. Kidd several years to figure it out. Exactly, yeah. So, um, I, I do think Nash could do that eventually for people who are fans of Nash. I don't think this is the last time we see Nash coach. Uh, just with guys, the guys he has is just a real tough job. It's a tough job. It's I don't think the anyone toughest necessarily, job. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anyone necessarily wants this, wanted this job. I mean, these guys I mean, can't even do post-game interviews successfully. So, <laughs> like this... I mean, he had... He had the clear-cut worst leadership in, in the league on the court. Dude, 
the two worst leaders in the league are on his roster. I won't name names, right. but right. So he was he's been saying it for like, years. Right. Yeah. I just I, I think the problem is like they don't listen at all. It it became so obvious. Yeah. It's so blatant that you know after the the Pacers loss, I think it was. They had the, the it was a disaster. I mean, yeah. the Lakers were 0-4 at that point, and I didn't hear that word from them. Yeah. And that was just a that was just a game ago. A game ago. <laughs> it was a disaster. We're having a yeah. players only meeting that Nash is a part of. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know you shouldn't you shouldn't be in that situation this early in the season where you feel like the players you have to have a players only meeting a couple of games. I'm surprised. I thought they'd give them ten games to like at least see if there was a good trend. What was it? Eight? I think so. Three and five, three and four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. horrible. We talked about this last time. Yeah, they're horrible. You, you know, um, the other options to coach, they, they're expected to speak to Quinn Snyder. Um, but you know what is really interesting? Uh, this is Nash thing isn't interesting. None of this is interesting with the Nets. So we've talked about it over and over again, every podcast. If you listen to any of our NBA coverage, we talked about the Nets issues. It'd be interesting if they didn't suck. Right. What's really interesting is that the Celtics have released Udoka to talk to the talk to the Brooklyn uh, front office. Yes, which I think is. I, I also saw that. That's interesting to me. Um, it's it's very like uh, I I don't know. I mean, for a relationship, you think all right. Go ahead and go ahead and see see what happens. You know, it's like one of those you, you, your girl doesn't want you to go out, but uh, you're like, nah. I mean, it's not going to be that serious. All right, go ahead, try it and see how I feel about it, uh, and see if they actually want you out there. You you know what I mean, like that thing. Yeah. So um, that says a lot about how the Celtics view him coming back. It's just like, yeah, if he comes back, that's cool. If he doesn't, that's cool too. <laughs> Uh, Which means he's not coming back. Exactly. <laughs> Which, Which means I don't want him back. Point of the connection is when that happens in relationships, is no, it's over. You might as well not come back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that's pretty, that's very telling. That's the most telling thing about the article I read about this firing. Yeah. So. Um, but hey, Quinn Snyder and Royce O'Neal back together would be fun. Royce O'Neal would be checking Giannis. I watched game. Royce O'Neal last night, by yeah. the way. Side note, they're giving him yeah. way too much confidence. They are, yeah. They, you know, let's, the, we, we can't be the, telling the everybody, they're like, yo, keep shooting. No, 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 no. That's, that doesn't apply to every role player. Exactly, yeah. If he does all that stuff in the playoffs, they're going to be mad about it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's really not interesting. They're the next coach that comes in a win win position because 
now now KD and and Kyrie have to step up. Like there's no more there's no more 35 point nights with two rebounds KD. There's no no more of those. There's no more of like letting a rookie do anything he wants the entire game. Right. Like because the losses are blatant to me. It's almost like they're blatantly throwing games to get him fired. Yeah, is is no more thirty eight points, and your man has thirty eight points on the other end. Exactly, too. exactly. Like, you have thirty eight, but so does Desmond Bain. That's right. We can't do so that to, over and over again. They have to make the team Kyrie and KD, not the new coach. Mm-hmm. KD and Kyrie have to make this whoever comes in. They got to make the roster look competitive. Yeah, yep. And they had a. Uh, let's be honest. Are they going to be healthy enough all year to do that? I don't know. We'll see. I doubt it. If by if by healthy, do you mean like that they actually miss games because of their health, or do you just yes. mean are they going to play every game? Because no, they'll miss two different KD, The ankle sprain is coming for somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. The ankle sprain and the and the protest game is coming for for. The other guy. So. Oh man, yeah that that's a situation. There's I really don't want to get into because yeah, it, I feel like everybody's talked about it enough. And it's messy enough as it is. Yeah, you know, and we've talked about Kyrie with shit like this before. So you know, yeah. you kind no, of if you've listened to the podcast, you you know our thoughts about it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I will say this in their defense: they've lost the pretty. All really good teams, other than the Pacers. I mean, they lost to the Pelicans, who might be the number one seed in the West, at the, like how they look. They lost to the Grizzlies, who were the number two seed in the West last season. Or they, did they finish two. number one? They two? finished two. They lost to the Bucks, who, you know, are a championship roster. And they lost to the Mavs, who went to the Western Conference Finals last, yes, uh, last year. So, I mean, it, to give them a little bit of credit... I would. I, normally, I'm with you. Like th- those are teams I'm okay with you losing to. Yeah. The problem is they got annihilated on the glass in all those games. Yeah, true. That's the big. Yeah. That's been the biggest problem is the stats. How yeah. they lost is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're just they're blatant. They were blatantly trying to run and get up and down with teams. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. they think they're sniffing a playoff game, like they'll maybe make the playoffs. Let's say a coach, a defensive coach comes in. If Seth gets healthy, if Joe gets right, which will probably take like half the year. Mm-hmm. But like, I know their defense won't get significantly better. Right. Because they have no front court. Like, that's not going to change. A coach is not changing that. They have no front, front court, and they have no players that actually like playing a defense. Yeah. So that, that's the other. Biggest issue. I mean, Royce O'Neal, maybe, but Irene and KD only play defense because there's a second end of the court in basketball. If they could only play on the other end of the court, they, they, <laughs> they would. just stand there. Dude, KD, yeah. like, Kyrie, Kyrie can kind of fool you by, like, he'll follow the screen. He'll, like, he'll get his hands up to try to, like, KD just fucking stands there. Yeah. KD will like blatantly let guys walk by. He'll he'll do ever since that game one, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that little little hop he hit, and Jason Tatum cut right to the fucking rack layup yep. game. At least Kyrie was there, made him spin. KD stood at yeah. the free throw line with uh, around nobody. Right. So that that play was telling, and hopefully he at least tries because I, I do think they could win games if they're at least trying defensively. Mm-hmm. But they're hopeless. Yeah, and the other thing is the highest scoring duo to ever win NBA championship was no surprise, Kobe and Shaq, right? They averaged twenty eight each in the uh you know, in the season and going into the playoffs. Harry and Durant having to score forty each is not gonna work going into the playoffs. Like 'cause no one has ever done it. The only people who ever came close only averaged 28 each. So, like, I get it. It's cool that you win that way, and it looks cool, and the stats look cool, and their, you know, their scoring averages go up, and you have two really high scorers. But it doesn't win championships having two really high scorers, and you guys still lose. I mean, even if you won that way, you're not going to win in seven games that way. You're not going to win four games, you know. That way, Tatum and Brown already showed us that. So, and, and I'll tell you two telling stats to me that I think even the NBA fan base is kind of over them as just carry the offense guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they were kind of average, and they were the top uh, of the league pass like rating as far as how, like how many people watch their games. Yeah. This year, they were like 29th or 30th in season ticket sales. That's crazy. Their own fan base doesn't want to go to the game. Yeah, that's, that's gross. That's really With bad. Two of the, the most talented back, uh, duo in the league. Nobody cares to get season tickets. Yeah. Sacramento gets more season ticket buyers than, than Brooklyn. Yeah, that's crazy. Insanity. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've seen that some people argue because they cost more, but it's a higher uh, higher income area. So, it's, I mean, right. yeah, it costs more, but it costs more to live in Brooklyn than it does in Sacramento, too. So, you know, uh, so people still should be able to afford it. That's what they want to do, and they're, and they're not doing it. So, um, yeah, man, it, they also have a bench issue that is... No one's fault but their own because they're paying, you know, these got you know, only three players on the team make like 80% of the of the team's cap. But you got guys who come off the bench like David Duke Jr. This is the Mavericks game. He was minus 23 while he was on the court. Minus 23? They only lost by four. They lose it overtime? <laughs> yeah. So to have someone minus 23 is ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't even play that long. Oh, that's bad. That is bad. Yes. I mean, KD, after the Pacers loss, he was like the worst in the league in plus minus. Yeah, and this this game that they won, the Pacers game that they won, their starting five was all plus. On the bench, I'll just go down go down the um the bench. Markeith Morris, minus 5. De'Ron Sharp, minus 9. And Yuta Watanabe, minus 16. So, 
And then uh, Edmund Summers minus one. Patty Mills was plus two. But to have your whole bench basically in the minus is not good. That means every time you, you sub out the starting five, you got to start losing. That's what that means, basically. Yeah. So that's that's not good on anybody's part, whether it's the coach, this the team, the roster, whoever. You got to uh, – they have to – Figure that out if they want to start winning games. This is unacceptable. So, and they can't play like this and think Ben Simmons will get better. By the way, because because teams will direct more of their limitations towards Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like they'll prioritize getting him the ball, making sure we're helping extensively off of him. And yeah. again, you lose four straight with him. All of a sudden, you get a win without him. Which you don't look very good, but you get a win. Mm-hmm. You keep losing games with him. I don't know what they're gonna do. I question what their options are with Ben. Often, as the season progresses, um, as I see them out there, and I just I don't know if Ben is happy on this team, and that really shouldn't matter as an NBA player. But I don't know. I don't know if they like Ben on the team. I I. I'm starting to really feel like the trade for Ben was just because they had to make a trade with Harden. So I wonder what they actually want and if they keep him for the whole season. We'll I see. think he's untradeable until um, a certain a certain date. I'm not sure which date it is. Maybe December, I think. December 15th, something like that. But if he's, like, if he's still neck and neck with fouls and field goal attempts... Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if too many teams in the league will be excited to to get him. Yeah, they won't, especially now that he's having other issues. He's having knee issues now. I mean, it was his back before his like his back and his neck. Now he's having knee issues. So I mean, you know, you someone with nagging injuries is never a desirable pickup. You know, right? All right. Um, Lakers. Got their first win. Let's go, we baby. Didn't get a, we didn't get an, another... Good job, um, LA. We didn't get another Pat Bev celebration. But the locker room, they did shower Darvin <clears throat> Ham with uh, Gatorade and water for his first win after five straight losses. <laughs> oh, man. So, comedy, man. I, I will say, stat-wise... It's telling that their only win, Anthony Davis had 15 rebounds. Yeah. Another it's pretty dominated. simple. I, I really think class. defensively they're trying. Like, Darwin Ham is, wasn't full of it when he said he'd get them to play some defense. No, I agree. I agree with that. They do look pretty decent on defense. Um, you know, believe it or not, I think Westbrook to me, has been their best defender, like, on a consistent basis. Like, Yeah. Other than opening night, yeah. Right, yeah. Everyone else, I see flashes here and there, but I think, for the most part, Westbrook has had the games of, like, oh, I've really noticed Westbrook on defense every game. Yeah. Now, granted, Denver as a whole shot really bad in this game. Jamal Murray was on minutes restriction and took 21 shots. Yeah, he was cooking. Uh, he, he was cooking, but it's still a lot of shots being on minutes restriction. Seven threes. He took a lot of shots. Michael Porter Jr. was just jacking. 
five for 15, three for 10 from three. So, you know, it, they got a good win, but the Nuggets didn't play very well, to me at least. Uh, I mean, I, I like bringing Russ off the bench, finally. We've been talking about it for over a year. Like, their roster, even in, the, even in the first loss against Minnesota, the rotation yeah. doesn't look incompetent. Like, you're still putting out bums. Yeah. But evening out that rotation with kind of Russ leading the second unit, and, and you saw it, now Lonnie Walker's getting wide-open shots. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting that many of those. He was just chucking before. Yeah, and, and I think the I think the one thing that we felt was positive about bringing Russ off the bench was that he gets guys who aren't very good, good shots. Right. That's like, if there's one thing Russ does that you know he's going to do every night, it's that he's going to drive. He's going to kick. He's going to draw defense. He's going to get to the basket. That's what he does best. So, and it doesn't really work if he doesn't have the ball when LeBron is out there. Uh, It doesn't work when Anthony Davis is standing in the paint. Um, but it works when you got have guys who spread the floor, and that's only their job is to take open shots. Yeah. So and Biggs, like Gabriel, runs. He's not very good at yes. anything, but he'll hustle. He hustles big, big time. Yeah. So does Damian Jones. He hustles. Yeah. And, and he he goes for every lob. If you throw a lob, he's going to try to finish it every single time. Yeah. Uh, and that's you, we know what Russ likes to do there. Um, but the yeah, formula for me is still, it's still got it like the supporting cast will come and go for them. It'll probably go more than it'll show up. Yeah. But uh, AD, I need the, the 12 rebound average guy. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no reason not to. Yeah. There's no, there's no roster in the league that could keep you from getting 12 rebounds. Yeah, there's not. And with the way you guys are actually getting stops, you're actually like slowly playing. You're slowing down the game. Like mm-hmm. this is that's your that's where you dominate. Yeah. And I, like I think LeBron hasn't really played well, and they they finally got a win, even with LeBron not playing well. Yeah, he's just played okay basically this whole season. Just he's just been oh, steady. A lot of bloopers. Yeah, a, lot of a few, a few too many like miss layups, miss lobs, fumbled catch, just like lose yeah. the ball, Passes. throw, throw it to Passes the other team, right to the other team. A lot of times, it's so like, it. like right into Bruce Brown's chest the other night. I'm like, who's that too? <laughs> you, yeah. you saw it too? Oh yeah, it's like every other game he's got one of those. I'm like LeBron, like you overanalyze the situation. Yeah, he misses he like uh, mishandles a catch and it goes out of bounds and he saves it right like a fast break for the other team. Yeah, like yeah, but they've kind of to me they flipped the roles with Brooklyn where Brooklyn is losing and to me they look hopeless even if they start winning. Yeah. The Lakers, there's some silver lining, and hopefully there's a move coming up. What could the move be at this point? I don't want to say that. Let's just forget about the Pacers, because that would have happened. I don't know why it's taking so long. Yeah, I don't, if, it, if it hasn't happened, I don't think it's going to happen. For, I don't think so, especially since the Pacers are kind of good. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean the the candidate that would make some sense, and now with Russ seeming like he could fit a, a good situation if kind of put in into it the right way. Yeah, Utah. Right. Any two players in Utah could fill out the Lakers' rotation. Yeah. I mean, marketing, marketing gives the Lakers literally everything they need. And one guy. Shooting, size, uh, rebounding, defense. Danny Ainge is truly a mad... Like, he should be institutionalized if he <laughs> trades marketing to the Lakers. This year, Markin is shooting lights out, dude. He should be in a straight jacket if he trades Markin into the Lakers this year, like because yeah. he's he's perfect for Utah. He's doing great. He's like an yeah. MVP candidate. He'll he'll fall right back into the same garbage habits that he had in Chicago and yeah, Cleveland. So, yeah, he got to stay. He got to stay. And the thing is, even if they're bad, Markin is bringing people to the games. Like if you traded. At this point, if you traded Markinen and Clarkson, who would go to a Utah game? Like, if you, let's oh, say you traded Markinen for Kendrick Nunn and Wynion Gabriel, I promise you they'd lose. Like, people would be selling Utah season tickets online. Like, you know, for cheap. Yeah, I, they got to keep. If, if they want to have fans, Clarkson got to stay out there. Yeah, and he's the main one that they're thinking about trading, so. Um. I'm happy that, that roster. Lakers, that roster kind of giving age the fu. I, I love mm-hmm. it. I love every moment. I hope it doesn't stop. And we mentioned it early in the season. I mean, before the season started, we both said this team is not bad. Like people are saying this team is bad. You're wrong. They got ballers on this team. Yeah. I didn't think they'd win as many games as they're winning. Um, but I knew that they would be a tough. You know that you got to go in and beat them. You can't go in there just thinking, "Oh, this is an easy dub." You got to actually play them every night. So, yeah, this season's gonna be tough on a lot of players' bodies because you do have to really play every team this year. So I know, man. Though. I mean, the Spurs are still winning. Spurs are still winning. Five and two, I think, which is crazy. I mean, I was sure they wouldn't touch ten games. Right now, our playoff prediction podcast looks insane. It looks like we look like idiots because <laughs> Portland at number one, Phoenix at number two, Utah at number three, San Antonio at number four, oh, Pelicans at five, Timberwolves at six, Denver at seven, Memphis at eight, and OKC hey. at nine. You know, you know, this early few weeks of the season has shown me that. I can really only trust Giannis as far as predictions go. Yeah, Giannis is. If Giannis is out there, I, like I know Milwaukee will be one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I mean the Warriors look like they're not even going to start trying until we get to the new year. They do, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really uh, just testing. Five games, Curse talking about we lack like purpose or something. What I missed that. But what do you mean, bro? Like Curry? It, you never needed purpose to move the ball better than every other roster in the association. I still move the ball well. They, I, I gotta say, man, it's, to me, so their bench is really bad. They're they're bad, and I think they have good players individually. But 
they just come in and cannot contribute in the way that they need to contribute for the for them. I don't know, man. I feel like that's always been the case in in them losing. Like even with Livingston and Spates, who who kind of to your point were really good individual players, but when they lost again at that time, they were barely losing. But when they were losing, like their rotation looked bad. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of showing up more now that with some more limited players. Yeah, because it's like their bench points. Like I don't have the I don't have the exact number in front of me, but if it's like twenty, let's say the bench points are thirty, Fool is getting like twenty four of them every night. Like that's <laughs> that's not gonna that's not a winning formula if you really only score with your top six guys. Yeah. Um, Kaminga has been terrible. I regret ever saying anything positive about him coming into the season, unfortunately. Hey, some you get right, some you get wrong. They're leading the league in points per game, third in assists per game, but they're 22nd in rebounds and they're 30th in opponents' points per game. So that, That's why Milwaukee's undefeated and a lot of these supposedly good teams are struggling. Like, yeah. Milwaukee will play Orlando and dominate the glass. Meanwhile, the Warriors got to, like, find purpose to rebound. Yeah. The Lakers, like, they need to be desperate for a win to get on the glass. Brooklyn is not getting on the glass and is wondering why they're losing games. Yep. It's it's just bizarre. Yep. Uh, And, you know, also to the Cavs, um, how the Cavs are playing, which is fantastic. Even though Garland missed the first game, they haven't lost. Uh, I mean, Garland got hurt the first game. They haven't lost since. But they have elite rebounding. They have, yes. you know, Kevin Love is one of the best rebounders ever. Um, Evan Mobley has, has been rebounding really well. And Jared Allen is just, I mean, we already know what time it is with him. <clears throat> He's played fantastic, man. Um, Big time. He's really a top five center. Like, I mean, he's not. He might be, but he's not like individually. Like, as an individual comparison, he doesn't look better than a lot of guys. Yeah. I take him over DeAndre Ayton any day of the week. If I got, if you got Donovan Mitchell, you you wouldn't take Ayton over Jared Allen. Yeah, I, I I got you. Yeah, he's he's and a top like, five center. Definitively better. He's a top five center. He just may not be a top five player that plays center. Like that's how yeah. I would sing it because obviously you got the Jokic and Embiid and you know, but for what centers are actually like, supposed to do, Jared Allen does more than both those guys. He's doing more than another guy who's supposed supposedly better. Bam! He's doing way more than Bam. He is scoring about the same, rebounding much better, defense is about the same. Yep. Yep. So, it's been a fun season already. The highlights have been fantastic. Um, And, you know, teams showing up. Portland has looked great. Simons and Lillard has looked better than I think anyone could have imagined this year. Yeah. I mean, it it sucks that Lillard is going to be hurt for a few games, but... When they were, when they are both hot, I mean, I don't know, I don't know a backcourt that can possibly stay with them because they're both super quick, super athletic, and they both have unlimited range. It's, it's, and Simon's is just like, uh, he's just emerged 
as like an elite scorer all of a sudden. So yeah, he gets that year he without Dame. He does, and that year without Dame is proven to be huge for the development of these guys that come in and just play really, really well, and they fit with Dame. When Dame's not out there, they just play hard. Everyone on Portland plays hard. And, you know, shout out to Chauncey because I questioned how good he was going to be of a coach. And if this is from his coaching, he's doing great. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Chauncey. But look at the teams in the West, man. Bottom five, we got the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers are all there. And they're supposed to be decent teams. Um, Yeah, Chicago and Washington. Uh, are eight, nine, and eight now, and Brooklyn and Miami are down in the bottom five. Um, let's talk about the Clippers real quick. Supposed to be the deepest team in the league, but is your team really deep if no one can give you a consistent contribution? Would it be crazy if I wrote them off right now? I think, I think they're done. Doing. They're not a contender. Make, I was wrong. Are they going to make the playoffs? I don't want to predict that because that's too early to say. I, I, they're capable of winning. Similar to Brooklyn, they're capable of winning games regardless. What? Playoffs or a play-in? What do you see? Are they top six or seven through ten? They're a play-in team. Yeah, I agree. And, and they're not getting out the first round. Uh, that's tough, but if they're in the play and they're not getting out because they're going to have to play a top three seed and they're not going to be the top three seed. Not I'll tell you my red flags. I can tell you red flags to why I would... Obviously, Kawhi is clearly not healthy. Uh, right. First red flag. Mm-hmm. This team... This is supposed to be one of the deepest teams in the league. I haven't seen their depth on display once, to your point. It's mm-hmm. if guys aren't a reliable shooters, if they're not reliable defensive players, if they're not reliable at whatever it is they do, you're not deep. You don't have good depth. Right. You just have a good roster. Mm-hmm. On And you know what the Clippers love to flex? A good roster on paper. They've been doing it for a long time. A long time. And now, you know, again, I'm watching the games. Paul George is carrying the team. Yep. My my biggest thing off of last year was if Paul George doesn't have to the team every night, if there's like a window where he could heat up for a month, if Kawhi could dominate for a while, if the team could just play well and win a couple games without these guys. Yeah. They don't look like they could do any of that. It looks like it's going to be Paul George putting up MVP numbers and them them looking like a bottom team without him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, man. I but I was under the impression under the impression that Kawhi was like back, but apparently he might never really be back. Yeah. Apparently I'm hearing that what he has is degenerative. So he may get worse and worse as far as his health goes, his knees. Um, so, yeah, we may never see full-strength Kawhi yeah, again, at least not for 40 minutes. I mean, he played, what, a game or two, and he's been out, like, five, and he's going to be out another five? 
He's missing an eighth of the season after tw- like 30 minutes of playing time. Yeah. And after missing a full season, <laughs> he hasn't played in like a hundred games. And, you know, I, I mean, I hate it. Cause I, I haven't, I want to see him play. Yeah. But yeah. The degenerative thing, man, anytime I've seen that, it's, it's to be honest, it's a wrap. Yeah. Cause you don't get, that it's never gets better. Especially someone as big and, you know, yeah, man, he looks like heavy he as up he is. a little bit. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. And, and to your point, making Paul George carry it. And it, unfortunately, it puts more on Paul George as a player that more than he deserves because the fact that they can even win games with how everyone else plays on the team is a credit to how good Paul is playing. I mean, he just won the game for him last night. So, so he's been playing well. Even in the games he doesn't shoot that great, he's doing everything else for them. But yeah, you, I, I don't know. I can't. If you give me all of these guys on their team, all the extra guys they have on their team, I can't tell you what they do great that I know is going to happen every game. Like, especially, like, to me, Ty Lue has just lost all control of the roles on this team. Because he has one guy who has a clear role, and that's John Wall. Push the ball, kick it out. He's doing the drive to the basket, kick to the corner, then guys are wide open. But then we have guys like Kennard and Powell and Covington that aren't hitting the shots. So, I mean... How, what can Wall do at that point? What can Paul George do at that point other than just play one-on-one? You know, what, what's happened is Wall has taken a lot more shots than I, I honestly thought he would. Yeah. I thought this would be a team that Wall could come in and have like a 12-point night on six shots and have eight assists. Yeah. And dominate for like 20 minutes of playing time. Yeah. And it's like it's everything looks forced. Yeah, everything looks like it's like like a roster that doesn't have good depth. But this is why I said what I said about Wall because because of how the bench is because the bench really isn't that great. I didn't. This is why I really didn't like Wall coming off the bench for them mm. because he comes in and really can't get an assist because these guys can't score. Or he, you know, he comes in and to your point, he has to take more shots. Than he would if if he was out there with starters, you know. If he was out there just hooking up uh, Marcus Morris or or Paul George, but like once he comes down and kicks it out to Covington twice, and he misses it, and Powell takes a bad shot, the only way for them to stay in the game is for Wall to take more shots, yeah, to take jumpers and take threes. And I I was really hyped about uh, how many good wings they have, but they're doing exactly what I didn't want. Where it's Batum, Covington, Powell, and and they're all just playing like they're Nicholas Batum. Yeah, they're like they're just clones. They're, big, they're interchangeable clones of each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate like that was the one thing I didn't want to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, and they didn't get a backup center, so now they do that where they have a small forward playing center a lot of times. And that, that just that, sucks. It's dude, not, that nothing epidemic good needs to stop. I know. It's like Giannis is not a small forward. I know. He plays center, but he's obviously 
I know. Not a small forward. I so know. Giannis does it. Everyone that plays small forward can do it. No. Brandon Boston Jr. is 6'6". He's not a power forward or, or a center. Why Leonard is not a center. I know, um, dude. Ty Lue. Ty Lue's taking some of Doc's uh, bad qualities. He's trying to be a mad scientist with a roster that does not need that. Terrence Mann is 6'5". He's not a power forward. Shouldn't see guard slash forward on his thing. He's not a forward. I know. By any means. At all. What? You were just trying to turn him into a point guard like a year and a half ago. They have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Lou has completely lost control of what the positions are on this team. And it's yeah. showing and how bad they are losing to teams that they're clearly better than. I know. Um, so, we'll see what happens there. I don't, I mean, Lou's job is safe, but as far as, as far as this duo goes. It's done. Paul George, man. I love you, Paul George. You've been one of my favorite players for a long time. You got to look for some new horizons. You know, like, I get it. You want to play for the Clippers. You want to play for your home. Um, you don't want to play under LeBron. I get that. So, but this there's, is there's a couple other teams in Cali. If <laughs> yeah, Cali's go, that big a deal, <laughs> go to the Warriors. That's nice. Yeah, let's do that. Or you know, go to Sacramento. Hey, Clay, Clay's looking more and more tradable by the game. Yeah, I would like. That's a good trade, to be honest. But um, yeah, man, this isn't it, dog. Like, waiting for Kawhi to come back when he's not going to come back, and the, the problem is the team plays like they're waiting for Kawhi to come play, come back, and that's the worst thing. And I'm not sure. I know I'm the number one Kawhi hater in the country, but I'm not sure that Kawhi coming back even makes them. Even if he came back, Clipper Kawhi, not Toronto Kawhi, but at how he's been on the Clippers, he doesn't make them that much better. No, Especially yeah. if he's the only one out there. He's not really like what they're missing. That's that's what sucks about it. Exactly. Exactly. I just like I just, I just want to see more cohesiveness from them. I know. Because if they if they had like they have the roster where we can swing it and everyone has to close out on every guy we swing it to. And if they don't, we have guys who can cut and drive. We have that kind of team and Kawhi doesn't swing. <laughs> at all so it's like yeah, yeah he comes back you guys are just gonna take less shots so why don't you start making them now and and they look the less like i don't see these guys taking less shots as a solution i think i think right. if you if Powell gets less shots you you fucked him up you might as yeah. well not even play him yeah he, he's not just a catch and shoot guy again like batum no. and covington i've seen them not play well doing that I've seen them forced to be out there because they're one of the eight to nine best players on the team, and they're out there for no reason. And they look worse at what they're supposed to be good at. Covington, for sure. Yeah. Covington has looked so bad sometimes. He looks like he doesn't even deserve to be in the NBA sometimes. Sometimes. He does. He does, but it's like, yo... I thought you were supposed to be a shooter. I thought you were supposed to be good at something. He I, gets exposed I, on defense and, you know. Sometimes he looks horrible. Yeah. It's not that often, but it's just every now and then. I'm like, yo, this guy, just like send him home today. 
<laughs> just give him a day off. Like, man, get your head right. <laughs> this, this isn't it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, bro, I, I never want to see... I know you've scored 40 points, but I never want to see you attack a closeout if the help defense is there. Like, bro, if the help is already there, don't get in the paint. Like, just kick it out. Yeah. Yeah. I see it with the Philly guys, too. It's Doc and Ty Lue are similar in that way. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, but, man... I hate that. I hate that I'm so so out on the Clippers, but I, I just don't see it. I don't see it either. I don't see it working out. I think they, I think, if anything, they've shown me this season is that it's closer to blow it up time. Because a few times I've seen this happen with teams where, like, the whole yeah. roster just looks like they shouldn't be a team. It's time to not make them a team, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Uh Lastly, I've waited long enough, man. I've given them a chance. I have to talk about the Heat, man. Ah. I waited. So I would have talked about them off the rip, off rip. First game, I would have. Yeah. Let me pull up your stats, man. I haven't watched them start to finish because, I don't know, they're 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 not interesting to me. That's not a problem. It is a problem. <laughs> um, it's like when it's one guy's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, that's just, it just, I'm tired of being irritated about that, honestly. We were. <laughs> Bring I mean, it like, down for us. I mean, Stru- you were telling me uh, Struce is sh- like playing like trash. Yeah. Like, bro. Struz shouldn't even be in a position to play trash. Yeah. Like, Struz should be like Robinson, bruh. If he trips for two plays in a row, he's done. Yeah. He's done. If he takes two straight shots like he's the fucking number one threat on the team, he's done. But what does, just like with Robinson, what does Spolster do? Force feed him. Yeah. Like, why? Bro, he's so average. Like, it makes no... I, I look around the fucking league. Kyle Kuzma averaged tw- essentially 20 points a game last year. And the Wizards never forced him the ball. Right. Bro, Tobias Harris is capable of getting... Tobias Harris starts off almost every night high. And they mm-hmm. don't force feed him the ball. Nope. He, like, hits his first three every night. Yeah, second next Struis. Oh, Drew Holiday eats for Milwaukee. He's their second to third best player. I've never seen them force him shots. Sometimes Drew himself will force a few, but it's mm-hmm. never like out completely out of the sets, completely out of the offense. Meanwhile, yeah. Miami just spams handoffs like it's two K. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why shooting, that shit. It's horrible. Shoes is putting up seven threes a game. Um, he's making two of them, a little over two of them. Oh, two point six, close to three, but not quite. 
15, 35% from the three. 43% from field goal percentage is not bad. But if he's shooting, he's making 4.9 field goals a game. So that means 2.6 of them are threes, right? So he's making two other field goals a game, which is cool. But taking 11 shots a game, uh, do I want that from Struess? Not really. I mean, we're already we're already past the main problem. You paid a shooter ninety million dollars for another shooter to take seven threes a night. Yeah, like Brandon Robinson takes four field goals a night. Surprised they sneak him out there. To be honest, <laughs> now, now again to 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 the points we've talked about for years. Now it's not just Struess soaking up all the guy that's playing like garbage minutes out there when Duncan Robinson yeah. did it before. Now, now Spolster wants to figure out a way to play both of them. Yep. I, I don't, it's, it's yep. like they're constantly covering up for how Jimmy just doesn't want to carry for that as many games as he has to. Thank you. Jimmy. Tyler Hero takes 16 shots a game. Jimmy Butler takes 14. If I ask you, in any time in your in any time of either of their career, who the better player is, would you say? Would you ever say Tyler Hero? No. Ever. No. Should he ever take more shots than no. Jimmy Butler? Never. And he does every night. I'm. I don't know if he has. I don't know if Jimmy's outshot him in a, a single game this season. I mean, Harold's led them in scoring most of their games. Yeah, yeah. He isn't overall, but for the most part, he has, yeah. But, but it, it's mainly just because he takes more shots. Um, Bam takes 13. Caleb Martin takes nine shots a game. Kyle Lowry takes nine shots a game. And like I mentioned, Struess takes 11. So that's basically their starting five. They start Caleb Martin at the four. Again, not a power forward, but we'll live because they do that because Jimmy Butler can guard everybody on the court, so I understand that, but what we're getting every night what we're getting every night is number one Bam leads them in turnovers four turnovers a game. It's unacceptable. Your center leading you in turnovers is unacceptable. The only other center that leads the team in turnovers, only two is Embiid and Jokic but that's because they also Jokic also leads the team in assists, and Embiid like leads the he's like top five in the league in usage. Normally, I, I don't think he is this year because of Harden, but normally he's up there in usage. He, his usage is way more than Bam's. So Bam ha- averaging four turnovers a game, it's not going to work. And every night, every night I see that they lose. Jimmy Butler is he doesn't take the most shots on the team. So how can you possibly win if your best player isn't even doing all that he can for you to win? I just don't understand. I've I've been saying this since Jimmy Butler has been on the heat that I don't understand why he sits there and watches the team lose a game and doesn't take, doesn't try to take over the game until the playoffs. Then the playoffs, he looks, he makes me look like an idiot for saying that all the season. But this isn't the season for them to be able to just turn it on no. mid-season, like no. especially Jimmy. The, e- the East is way too stacked for that. 
The East is way too stacked, and they're getting into a hole. I mean, don't grant is seven games. We're only talking about seven games, but right now they're 26th in points per game. They're 27th in rebounds. 27th. There's only 30 teams. That's sick. I mean, I was I was sickened by the BAM leading them in turnovers. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought yes. we told our fucking point guard to get in shape for what? Not to For pass. what? To take nine shots while bombs take way more? And it would be different also if, like, they were really high in assists total. Like, you know, like, Looney getting three assists, I mean, three turnovers, I get because the team passes a lot. Yeah. This team isn't, like, one of those teams where, like, moving the ball that heavy. So you get three assists, I mean, three turnovers, the team is 17th in assists. They're not even top 15. So, I, I don't know. I, if, if these stats looked good and their stats looked okay and they just lost, I wouldn't have anything to say, right? I, like, we've mentioned some teams that they have good stats. They're just losing. Like, even the Nets are just losing to good teams. But these stats are gross. And, Jimmy, you have to do something, man. And he's saying, yeah, I don't care what you guys say. We're still going to go to the finals. We're still going to win the championship. He's been saying that. but. They lost to Sacramento. Uh, they lost to Toronto. Like, you, you look around the East, do they really match up well with anybody other than Brooklyn? Like, yeah, they're, they're a favorite, favorable matchup against Brooklyn. Do they stack up well against D.C.? They're barely a favorable matchup to Brooklyn, to be honest. They don't stack up well against Cleveland without Garland. Nope. They don't stack they really up well. lost to Chicago. And they don't stack up well to Chicago. I mean, the way Boston looks, they're not sniffing a game from Boston. Milwaukee, not a single game. No. Philly's still not playing well, and I, I'm not sure they could take a, a game from Philly. Yeah. And you know why? Because Philly has two of the three best players in the series. Yep. Where last year, it was two of the one was the Embiid was in Philly, Butler was in Miami. No, no doubt that was the one and two best players in the series. But with yeah. Harden healthy, I'm not looking at Jimmy Butler the way he's looked and saying he'll be a second best player in a series like that. Right. So it, the way Max got to step playing, up, man. Oh, Maxie. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's only going to take ten shots. Maxie's going to outplay him every game. I know. And Maxie yeah. will match whatever Harrow does. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like this this play through Harrow or play through like the shooters just so the shot distribution like yeah the Wizards could pull it off because they distribute the ball to guys that shoot shots that they should shoot. Just yeah. spamming Max Strews threes is not getting good shots. Right. Just having Lowry out there because he's a vet, not for to actually contribute, like. That's not good. That's not a good look. Not. It's not. And, I, and I'm looking and at, bro, Charlotte, it doesn't look like a free win. No. Detroit Definitely doesn't not. look like a free win. Orlando doesn't look like a free win. Literally none of the teams in the East look like a free win. Indiana isn't a free win. Right. Indiana, uh, New York looks solid. Yeah. Everybody else is like looking like a potential playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Everyone else man. got a pretty good start. It's bad. Like you said, the the real key 
is this is the first year they can't just turn it on. Exactly. And and exactly. honestly, Jimmy needs this. And he's been skating for too fucking long. Yeah, and the other thing is, they'll turn it on when all these other teams are more healthy than they were, or they'll get pickups that they needed. Like right. Atlanta has been playing really well, and Bogdanovich hasn't played. He hasn't been playing. You know, their their star bench scorer hasn't been playing. Um, Toronto, Van Vliet has been in and out. I mean, he's not even fully healthy. They look great. And they're starting Cleveland to blow is, teams out. Cleveland is 5-0. and oh. They lead the league in threes. They're eighth in points per game. They're second in opponents' points per game. They're locking teams up. And they're their all-star point guard isn't even there. They're 5-0 and oh without him. I mean, so, I mean, Middleton isn't all the way. That's, I mean, that's what I was going to say. He hasn't played. Milwaukee's undefeated. Robert Williams hasn't played. Celtics look like, just as good. So these top teams are missing guys. And, you know, we talk about the Wizards a lot. They're going to make some free agency moves. Chicago isn't healthy. Um, so all these teams, yeah, okay, go ahead and wait. Wait till Ben Simmons can actually play every game. I mean, he's not dealing with health issues, too. If he ever gets in rhythm, yeah, then you're going to try to turn it on? It's too so, late. It's going to be too late, yeah. So, um, And in the past, you had, like... Like PJ Tucker was a guy that could kind of could contribute to that. You're not turning it on with a bunch of young guys. All your centers are, other than Bam, are like first or second year players. Yeah, I mean, Spruce uh, has barely Deadman been is, in the league. Deadman's old, but Deadman has been hurt too, and he's not really like a significant. His contribution is doesn't really leave a major impact every night. Right. My problem is Lowry and Jimmy are supposed to be, you know, two of the better players in the league, and they're just fucking out there all the time. There are only two Hall of Famers on the team that will have a chance of being Hall of Famers on Lowry the team. Lowry doesn't even bowl. Mike Conley's playing better than him. And, and I thought I and thought for years Mike was washed up. I thought Conley's I thought last year was gonna be his last year. Lowry, so, Lowry's yeah. like getting washed up for the second time. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, the crazy thing is, I'm looking at it now. Miami may be the only healthy team in the East right now. And they're playing the worst. And they're playing the worst. They're uh, bottom three. So. We'll see, though. Spolstra's worked magic before. And, and Jimmy, uh, Jimmy is prone to just wake up. Yeah, uh, and I would say he's go through a month where they'll barely lose because Jimmy's locked in. Yeah, so it's it's possible, and I wouldn't say it. If I didn't believe it was possible, I wouldn't say it. Huh? That'll make me more angry knowing that he's still good enough to do it, even though he shouldn't yeah. be able to. Like that means he'll never, he'll never give us a full season again. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. uh we will see what happens there. Um, another shout out to Cleveland, though, man. They look fantastic. Cleveland and Portland. I, I mentioned Portland already, and we mentioned Utah. We mentioned San Antonio, but Cleveland, man. Donovan is eating. He's taking over the highlights every night. Um, he's putting up 30s. He's willing the team to win. They're not just winning. Donovan is carrying and willing them to win every night. Love has been vintage. Since Donovan has got there, 
Yeah. Levert is finally under control. He's submitting to the best player on the team. He's taking shots, like good shots now. Some of them are tough shots, but they are good shots. Um, and the bench guys come in. Dean Wade comes in and plays well, does his role. Osmond does his role. I can't wait for them to get healthy, too. I like Okoro a lot. I like Okoro a lot, too, man. A lot. So, they're doing great. They're playing better defensively than I thought. Um, than I thought they would. And if they do get anybody, they're just going to get better and better. I think they're just going to get better and better over the season because it's still young guys, and they're still trying to adjust to Donovan's leadership, and Garland is going to get healthy. Um, I think it's just a he just has an eye injury, so it shouldn't be that long. Yeah, it's just a timing. Yeah. Like You just got to get right, and he'll be back. Yeah, so um, they look great. Defensively, they look great. Um, Donovan is finally proving what I said about Quinn Snyder's defensive sets that yeah. made all of them look really, really bad. Gobert is at, out there averaging almost 20 rebounds a game and, and looking great on defense. And, you know, everyone looks great on defense since they left the Jazz, since they left Quinn Snyder's Jazz team, so. Yeah, except Royce, but similar to Nash, he gets a pass because he's worst leadership in basketball, so. Yeah, and he's playing, like, center for he plays center for them. He shoots shots like he's like like he's their new Joe Harris. <laughs> While Joe Harris is out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transition little pound threes and transition like good dude. Th- this was you are not good at this. He yeah he hits them sometimes, but it's not gonna he's not gonna hit them all year. It's not gonna work all year. Um, any other teams you want to talk about? Anything else? I mean, uh, Doc, Doc looks like he listened to the last podcast, to be honest, because the guys are starting to fucking get clogged. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting more off the bench. He's getting more out of those, out of his top bench guys, for sure. Again, they look like a very dynamic team without Embiid, which they Mm -hmm. did every time, the last several years they've looked like that. Yeah, since Doc Um, has been there. And and if the playoffs go in a similar manner to the way they have in the past, like mm-hmm. Embiid and Philly long term is going to start to become a conversation. I think. Yeah. Uh but I, I like bro. I like that Niang is not the first fucking guy off the bench. I love it. I love that what? Matisse is getting Shake Milton is getting in the game. Who was it uh, the last few games? Who was on the bench? First off, the uh, Melton. Melton's usually. Melton, I mean, he okay. started the game uh, this last game that Embiid didn't play against DC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but the game before when Maxi went off, I'm pretty sure he didn't start. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, but they look good, man. Their energy looks a lot better. They're getting up and down. Harden is still like it. it ain't like Harden had to elevate his play in Embiid's absence. Mm-hmm. He's still been really good. It's it's mostly been Maxi stepping up, playing better. Tobias is a yeah. little more consistent. And again, like, now there's a rotation with their bench. So there's not mm-hmm. this pressure on House and, and Tucker to, like, make shots or or drive and not do dumb shit. Yeah. Because the, the shots are being distributed to, to other guys. Yeah. And, it, I mean, with Harden, all you have to do is just move to the open spot. That's right. it. Right. I mean, it, he takes care of everything else. 
And, and I think like Harden and Maxi playing all year together is going to be huge for them in the playoffs. I agree. I agree because Maxi is a really good cutter because he yeah. has good size. Um, I, you know they got to fix the heights because he is he is not only six two. There's no way. I don't know. He looks he short compared to some guys, but then really tall other nights. Yeah, he he doesn't look like he's a whole. Four inches shorter than Harden? No. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. So, but yeah, he he's long and he cuts really well. So that that's going to be nice for Harden. And Harden has, I mean, he still has Montrezl. That's a lob threat. Montrezl cuts and rolls off screens really well. You know, this team has a lot of guys who really know how to play, which is which is huge. Yeah, I would say. <clears throat> They may be up there top in the league with a lot of guys who just really know how to play basketball well. So Yeah. Um, and and Corkma's got to be hurt because, I mean, he's still not getting any clock. I, 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 doesn't, I haven't really seen him on the injury report. Yeah, I haven't uh, even. But I still feel like the way they – especially without Embiid, the way they play, I mean, Corkma's mm-hmm. would be a great fit out there. Yeah. Um, he may be, a, may be a trade asset they're looking at. You know, yeah, um, he, he can help a lot of teams. We're getting close to the area, like this mid November, they're gonna start not playing the trade assets, you know, uh, when when December comes. So, uh, because there's definitely gonna be some trades this year, obviously. I think teams are waiting for those picks, so yeah, never know, um, with that, but yeah, because Cordemar is definitely, we mentioned it last time, he obviously can fit on this team. Can fit in the game with these guys, so we'll see what happens there. I like seventy sixers still for the um, for the East, but they keep trying to trying to get us off that path. Yeah, Doc just got to relax on the trying again. The mad scientist thing, we don't need it. No. Leave that to the fucking Houston's, the Sacramento's. Uh, to all these like young limited roster, young rosters, figuring even with the Mavericks, leave that to the Mavericks. Yep, you got a lot of depth, a lot of good players. Just find a rotation that makes sense. Yeah, yep. Um, as we've been speaking, uh, Udoka has apparently agreed to be the head coach of the Nets. You gotta be shitting me. Um, yeah, they're just it says that they're moving fast, progressively uh, to hiring Udoka as as the new coach. That quick. A hey, hey, good mean, thing the Nets don't have Boston Celtics standards in in the building. That's according to Woj, and Woj also says in the next twenty four to forty eight hours the deal will be finalized. So there you go. Uh, breaking news. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. He doesn't fix it. The thing is, yeah, he doesn't fix it. And the thing is, and this is no disrespect to him as a coach, I don't really know. I can't really, like, tell what his style is because the Celtics changed, but not that much. Not, like, a whole lot for me to know. Like, yo, Yudoka came and this was completely different. Or I could see the play style from before to after him. Yes. It was more just effort and just sharing the ball, which 
I'm on record already saying that I think a lot of it was the team really like getting mad at each other to do it. Yeah. Them being on the hot seat of being traded, Marcus Smart calling them out, um, Brown and Tatum, you know, possibly getting split up and them just deciding, hey, we just need to figure this out. I'm more on that side, so I don't really know what Udoka brings to a team other than just a, you know, leader, respected a steady guy. voice. Yeah, so, and I'm not sure Nash didn't do that. If if you're not going to listen to the steady voice, it has no value. So, we'll I, see. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I agree with you, though. Like, when, when Steve Kerr took over for Mark Jackson you saw the ball just move around a lot more. You did, yeah. Like, the bench guys are more involved. You got rid of any kind of, like, weird ISO post-ups. Yeah. Uh, it just, it was more fluid. And mm-hmm. Steph, like, it was the perfect slight adjustment to a system w- while Steph is emerging. Yeah, and, and you're talking about one of the more slight ones. It's not, that wasn't even a drastic right. difference. But you're, but you're right. You're completely right. Yeah. But with Boston, with Boston, though, I, I completely agree. Like, you really can't look at schematically what Brad Stevens and Udoka did that differently. Right. Yeah. And even uh, Harry Stotts and Chauncey, I, I noticed a complete difference with yeah. how they how they coach. I noticed um, um, even Lou to Doc, Doc to Brett Brown. I mean, those we know is obvious. McNurse yeah. to... AC was very slight, but he had slightly different roster too. But you notice a little more energy, a little more defense-oriented team. But now, but yeah, I don't know what Yudoka does different or does that much that special. So maybe we'll see it. I doubt it because I think Durant and Kyrie have to play how they play at this point. Um, but it will be interesting to see if they can play differently. I don't want to see King of the Court for 48 minutes again, though. Like, that would be... If he stops that at all, you know, we'll see a, a big difference in there. Yeah. How they play. Like, like more in the past when they've moved the ball really well. I mean, they also they obviously did it a lot more when Harden was there. But uh, I have, like... I have called this team the best offensive team in the league before. And I, I think mm-hmm. they could get back. And that wasn't just because Kyrie was individually great and Ky- and KD was individually great. Right. Like I, I thought they moved the ball really well. They they passed it to the guy that was open really well. Uh, mm-hmm. They found, uh, like, their shooters a lot of uh, really well, especially their best shooters like Patty and Seth. Like, yeah. There's really no reason other than selfishness for them to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, and they had Dinwiddie back then, right? Yeah, but he was hurt. I think this was the year he was hurt. Oh, the year he was hurt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, they had bench guys that they really involved. And now it's yes. like, it's almost like the bench guys have to crash their party every time they come to the game. Like, oh, man, he's in the game. Like, oh. like we have to play around him. Yeah. That's what it feels like when I watch the games now. Back then, it really felt like bench guys could come in and they just use them within the offense. Right. Yeah. Like you said, man, I don't want to watch two on five. I really don't. There's yeah, too man, much like talent you. in the league for me to watch that that shit. Let me let me ask you something about the league real quick. The last thing we'll end on this. Do you think that the cap 
the how much players are getting paid now is affecting benches in the league? Yeah. I I do too. I I noticed that and I I wasn't sure if I was crazy for noticing that, but it's it, very it goes, subtle. It is subtle and it goes both ways, right? It goes first of all, our starters are making a ton of money, so we can't really afford to bring anybody on the bench. But also, if we have someone good on our bench, we have to pay them as if they were yeah. a starter. So we have to bring all these guys who nobody wants. And listen, I mean no disrespect to the players because they're NBA players. Cool. But nobody wants David Duke Jr. Nobody wants Edmund Sumner. Nobody wants Daron Sharp. No one wanted uh, Uta Watanabe, Esler Edwards. These are guys that just aren't desirable players for other teams to think, oh, let's bring them in. They'll really help us. Again, no disrespect to them because, cool, they're good players, but they're not guys that are desirable around the league. Yeah. Lakers, same thing. We got a bunch of guys that we just got because everyone else threw away already. So I wonder I wonder which side of it is is the biggest issue. Is it that the starters make too much or is it that the bench guys make too much and we can't afford them because, you know, are we going to pay someone 20 million that doesn't start? I think it's more, I think it's more organizational. Like I think obviously it doesn't happen on the Warriors because it's a very, like everybody's on the same page with the goals. Mm -hmm. That That's my problem. It's getting more blatant that winning isn't the main priority on certain rosters. Right. And, and when when things like that, like, yeah, it's clicking for the Jazz now, but there's yeah. a good chance it doesn't click all year and it becomes a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, you know, I, I hate to be negative about it, but that's kind of the organizations that have been stuck Yeah, are, I think, under the most... Um, they're the most prone to this kind of situation that's playing out. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes sense. There's something to look out for, for basketball fans. Um, but I know, think you, like you Boston manages it so well. They do, yeah. So good good cultures like find a way to manage that. I think they that's always been a potential problem that good mm-hmm. cultures can always manage. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think a lot of teams like Boston, um, Phoenix also will trade. They'll play only nine guys if we have nine really good guys. Yeah, you know, we don't have to have twelve great players like the Clippers do, and they don't even use six of right. them. You know, like six of them don't even play well. Um, I think Boston knows. All right, well, we have three guys that are okay. Let's trade all three of them and get one guy that's really good. And he'll be our bench guy. So, at the end of the day, the cap isn't bad because you went three for one and you have your, you know, eight really good players. Yeah. You know, um, so, so maybe teams don't look at it that way all the time. And Celtics are also a great drafting team. We've always been a great drafting team. That's another factor, I think. Like, there's teams who draft well versus teams who sign guys well. Versus team who, who do neither well, you know, teams who get lucky every now and then. So mm-hmm. it, it's a weird mix. Yeah. 
Yeah. Man, the Celtics. You look at the Celtics, they they pretty much drafted like their best player is it's crazy. Four of their starters are, were drafted by the Celtics. And a lot of their, tr- like, it's been trades to get those picks that have led to them drafting their best players. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, Jalen Brown was wild to me. I told him I knew would be good, but I had yeah. no idea Jalen would be this good. I didn't either. I, I mean, I said real early that he... I had the Kawhi mold, but I didn't think he would be better than Kawhi. I think he'd have a way better, like, I thought he'd always be stiff. The way Scotty Barnes dribbles the ball now, I thought Brown would forever dribble like that. Yeah, yeah. I I thought he was always going to be stiff. I thought he was always going to be a real strong, you know, like, just strong player. Yeah. And not so fluid and majestic like he is now. Well, he got a whole mid-range bag. Yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. And a better long-range shooter than those guys. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, I remember Tatum, when he was at Duke, I, and I just saw no weakness in his game. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be good. I was like, yeah, there's no way he can't score. Right. And that was, I I was still. Like, hey, it might take him a while. Like, Ingram, it took a little while. Mm-hmm. But with Tatum, the skill set was there immediately. If Ingram had to be... Like Tatum is, I think Ingram probably would have went faster. But I think the LeBron thing slowed Ingram down. Kobe, I mean, you know, the Kobe situation, I think, was right before Ingram. That, that slowed him down. It was just a, a lot going on with the Lakers. But if Ingram could have came in and just been the number two guy immediately and just took shots, I think he could have been, um, his development might have been quicker, I should say. Yeah. You know, like throwing a throwing a kid into the water, telling him to swim kind of thing. Um, I still prefer Tatum at the four, even though they still they still really don't do it, but it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. We'll, we'll see what happens with them, too, since Yudoka not coming back. Uh, how, how do we like Joe Missoula as their coach moving forward? How do they like Joe Missoula as their coach moving forward? If he's considered their long-time Bing, or is it just like till the end of the season, or will they start looking for coaches as well? That's going to be something to watch for too, I think. Because if you don't yeah. get this, are they going to look at Quinn Snyder and Vogel and um, Antonio and these other guys saying like, "Hey, we don't have a head coach," or do they really view Joe as the head coach? Yeah, I mean, we won't really get a good glimpse of it until the playoffs, but yeah. I do want to see it. Yeah. Because the more I watch Boston, the more they run through the season. Yeah. Like, well, they'll be a top three seed and they might struggle for a while. Right. Right. And that's the, the real question is does Joe Missoula say their head coach? Because right now on their website, it says interim coach. Hmm. So does he stay head coach to the playoffs? Or do they say, hey, you're doing great, Joe, but let's move you back down? Let's get Vogel in there as our head coach. He's, he's respected. He knows what he's doing. We're so close. Is it? Are they too close to think, hey, let's go with a new head coach? I don't know. You know, coming right That's off tough. the finals appearance, it is tough. But Brad Stevens. But all right. That's all I got. 
I don't think we have anything else to talk about. I don't think there's any other news to get into at the moment. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe, follow us, hit us up with any questions you have for us, any discussions, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.